Hey, what's going on, everybody? You listen to Seggy Station. This man that has a nickname, always lost to say with no shame. Wednesday, February 24th, 2021. Hope all is well out there, everybody. Hope everyone's staying safe. Nick Seglian here. You listen to Seggy Station podcast. I got some company coming through today as well. Rich Hot Takes Letty. We got some NBA to get into. I got some all-star snubs to get into. And obviously, before I do that, I'll have to touch on my man Tiger Woods. Thoughts and prayers to not only him, but his family. Obviously, most of y'all that follow sports probably heard the news yesterday. Um, I'm probably one of the biggest Tiger fans out there. Um, Just devastating to hear, obviously, with his back surgery. And then today being the year anniversary for Kobe Bryant's memorial. Just You see that story, you immediately think of that. And you see all these stories in sports and celebrities that immediately get brought to the limelight but I immediately think of car crashes and people passing away that aren't in the spotlight that aren't highlighted like this that happen on a daily basis so I just ask people to not only to remember those people as well but to send your thoughts to Tiger um just absolutely devastating news yesterday I was golfing in the simulator with my brother and must and my dad was there. It was a great time. I, it was like one of those things where you always remember where you were, what happened with Kobe. It's kind of similar for me with when I saw that story on Tiger Woods. And uh, yeah, absolutely devastating news. Looking forward to getting into some uh, NBA with Rich, though. Uh, a lot of all star news to touch on and LeBron minutes to touch on. So. Happy Rich is coming through to do that. Hopefully get Chu back tomorrow. Keep my fingers crossed on that. Get back into some MLB talk with my guy Chu. But right now it's time for Straight Talk. Brought to you by Sega Straight Talk microphone. It's always direct. Time to reflect. As always, got to give a shout out to my supporters and everyone following along and liking my post or following my pages, viewing my Twitch stream. Appreciate all love and support. As always, you can catch me on my Instagram page or Twitter page at Seggy Station. Also on my Twitch stream where I got a live version up of the pod. It's underscore Seggy underscore G. Got the podcast out on Spotify as well and a few other platforms. So always appreciate all the views and listens there. Rich should be here any minute. Looking forward to getting into it with Rich for sure. But before I do that, I did want to touch a little bit on Tiger Woods believe I got a few minutes to do so. And obviously, I'm sure you all heard the news. Um, an absolutely scary car crash. The image is not great. Obviously, the first thing you're thinking is, is the guy okay? Is he alive? I mean, it's pretty scary when you're hearing the people that are helping the man saying they have to use jaws of life, whatever that is. They have to sh- extract him from the car and he's got to be in an emergency surgery and it's not good to see when the people that are giving reports are saying you're lucky to see this man alive. And, and keep in mind, you're talking about Tiger Woods here. Like Tiger Woods, which by the way, I heard Stephen A. talking about this. I need to get this in quick too before Rich gets here because he's talking about how golf wasn't, you know, a real big platform for the African-American community before Tiger Woods. And yeah, clearly it wasn't as profound to see and I think you see a lot of diversity in the golf game now, but as a young kid, I mean, I'm a golf professional and I mainly say that I'm a golf professional and strive to be one because of my dad, but 
The other reason is Tiger Woods. Like, as a young, white, suburban, whatever you want to call me, kid, like, bro, I wanted to be Tiger Woods. I want to hit golf shots like Tiger Woods. And I know there's an incredible amount of dudes on tour, especially nowadays, even back when Tiger was going. I mean, Phil was there. There's tons of guys. But for me, it was I wanted to be like Tiger Woods. I wanted to hit golf shots like Tiger Woods. I wanted to play golf tournaments like Tiger Woods. Mind you, I was, I think, three years old, probably 1997 when he won the Masters, his first one where he had a 12-shot victory. I mean, the dude was incredible. And all the highs and lows he's gone through in his career, I think, are just overlooked. Like, dude, we've all been in a bad relationship before. Like, let's just be real here. We've all had our ups and downs with... Whatever it is, alcohol, drugs, I mean, maybe none of you have. Okay, maybe you have problems with eating, working out, whatever. We've all had some type of issue. It's just all brought to the limelight because this man is about as famous as you can get, not only for the golf tour, but for golf guys like me, the average golfer, and then the PGA guy, and the guy like Stephen A that says, yo, I'm not going to watch golf at all before Tiger Woods was there and how many people he brought to this game and the obvious reactions from the sports world just absolutely put on pause again a year basically from being I think put on pause the biggest we've ever seen with the situation and tragedy with Kobe Bryant it just puts things into perspective it's uh You just, first thing I think of is if he's going to golf again. You know, it doesn't sound great when it's serious injuries to his right leg, you know, in which you got pins, rods, fibula, tibula. I mean, all the bad stuff being talked about. You think about his family. You think about the fact that the last time we saw this man play golf was with his son, Charlie, in which they dominated. Um, so it's just like an incredible story for him if he's not able to come back. And I'm worried about that. I mean, I was this guy that said he was going to win again, even after he just went in for his fifth back surgery, fourth procedure of the same kind, trying to make a comeback for this year's masters. And then this happens. I mean, this could be devastating for golf fans of Tiger Woods that think, Hey man, this guy's going to be doing stuff again on tour. He might be able to play again on tour, but win again on tour, it's going to be tough to do after seeing something like this. And it's just so devastating in that regard. I mean, I'm happy the man's alive. I really hope he can recover and obviously live a life with his family and his kids and that nature. But it's almost crazy for me because I never, I mean, I'm going to cry the day that he says he's done golfing on tour. I mean, I could have cried yesterday when I saw because I had just a bad feeling that this could be the end. And when you see a lot of the stuff that's been surrounding Tiger Woods, obviously, throughout his career, it's a long list of stuff. And how he comes out of this is going to be very interesting to see right now. You're just waiting to see, like, the latest updates because this only happened 26, 27 hours ago. And this man's coming out of a long surgery. And it's crazy i mean the car rolled over 700 feet um it's 
not great. He's got a 13-year-old daughter and Sam, 12-year-old, and Charlie. We all saw him golfing and obviously his wife. But I even saw his ex-wife, I believe, sending – I mean, it's Tiger Woods, man. And, uh, yeah, yesterday was not great. And in regards to Devin Booker getting snubbed from the All-Star game, that wasn't great as well. Hopefully Rich is here and uh, we can chop it up about that. But uh, just thoughts and prayers. Obviously, shout out my man Tiger. And uh, hopefully we get some better news than what we've been receiving on a lot of the news, which you're still waiting to get a lot of answers on what's going on. And uh, it's just crazy because it's, like I said, a such a predominant sports figure, um, an idol for, like I said, not only golfers, but other sports athletes across this world. I mean, it's, it makes you stop and really, I don't even know, just appreciate every, every single second or day that you get. Cause like I've said plenty of times, anytime, horrible thing could happen to anybody and it's just so shitty to see these stories like this man and tiger and i don't know i'm i'm literally just fucking so sad like i don't even like i want to pot and talk to rich so i'll do it but it's like damn i don't even want to have to come in and do this uh tiger's like my one of my favorite athletes if not one of my biggest idols of all time so i don't know Here's Rich. Perfect. Rich, bro, much love for you coming on. I'm literally, like, trying not to cry here. Uh, before we get into NBA, just if you have any thoughts on my guy, Tiger. So sad. So sad. Yeah, man. It's terrible. I couldn't even believe that when I saw it. Like, truth be told, I didn't even look into it too much because I didn't want to. I saw some stuff saying, like, I forget the exact reports. Like, you know, I saw some stuff indicating it's not, like, life-threatening or anything like that. I mean, obviously, the first thing your mind goes to is, like, Kobe, like, another icon of the sport. So, yeah, you, you just wish him the best. Like, obviously, good to hear that it's not or doesn't sound to be life-threatening right now. Hopefully, he's able to be on a golf course in a few years, but absolutely awful. Yeah, I really hope so, but I, I just don't know. Uh, all right, let's, let's get out of that. Let's get into some NBA for sure, because they had the reserves last night, bro, and... Uh, I love our I love our chat in the morning. Duke's in there. Smat's giving a nice baseball stat, of course. <laughs> Fucking dumbass. Uh, <laughs> all right, here's the deal. So I, I completely agree with Jalen Rose. I don't know if you saw my post, but if you're gonna take some, if you're gonna put a guy in, you got to take somebody out. You can't just yeah. be sitting here and saying, "Oh, this guy should be in. This guy should be in." Last year, I just recall because we're a year on our podcast now. Love that week anniversary. And last year we're fucking, or I was, I'm like, yo, Brad Beal, absolute snub. This year for me, Devin Booker, bro. Devin Booker, top of the list. I can't believe it. I couldn't even believe that I saw Anthony Davis's name there because when you said that this morning, like, bro, he can't even play. Like, he, someone's going to have to, I'm like, why is he on the team then? That's just so dumb. I just don't like that look. I would clearly take Anthony Davis off for Devin Booker. I also would argue Zion is questionable, but I think he also deserves a shot to be there as well. The West is not as tough for me. Like, I would think Anthony Davis should be off, Devin Booker should be in. Everything kind of looks like slated or what 
That was that was the exact West I had when we did so, it. Devin Booker in for eight. It's not as much. I, for me, it's Devin Booker. Like this man, I saw LeBron James said it. You know, the most disrespect in the league with right there with Dame Lillard. Um, I just, I don't know. Like, I don't understand that. Why is Anthony Davis in the All-Star game if he's not even going to be probably playing in it? Like, I don't understand that. And, like, to me, it's just, like, my whole thing with this, and my only point, and we'll get into the East after a second in the bell. You comment on Devin Booker. But is the NBA All-Star game not the best players in, and it's just, like, the most popular players? Because, like, that's kind of what it seems like. We've talked about it a little bit. But, like, to me, like, there's a couple guys in the East that are playing way better than... And I get it, Jason Tatum's a great player. I get it, Ben Simmons is a great player. And it's tough to take those guys out. But I think with just shorter games heading into this All-Star All-Star game, like you can look at some of these other performances and clearly have some of these guys that I'll mention ahead. But I think Devin Booker absolutely should be in for Anthony Davis. Don't you? I mean, seriously. Yeah, I mean, that was the exact... West I had, like the everyone who was the six they picked and Devin Booker instead of Anthony Davis. I think part of the problem is I don't have the exact breakdown, but I'm pretty, pretty positive for the reserves. The breakdown is 25% fan voting, which Anthony Davis is obviously just playing for the Lakers and being the name Anthony Davis going to crush Devin Booker in fan voting, even though I agree with you and I have Devin Booker in over him. I think it's 25% media and then 50% like players and staff for the reserves. And I think it really comes down to like, a lot of the fans are going to vote for Anthony Davis. I bet a lot of players, even though a lot of guys love basketball, I bet a lot of the guys don't go home every night and like watch the other NBA games after doing basketball all day. It's probably just really easy to write in Anthony Davis's name without thinking about it. When like obviously you and I don't know basketball even close to as well as anyone in the NBA, but there are literally guys in the NBA 100% that we know like what's going on in the NBA on a night-to-night basis better than them because they're not watching all the other games every night. They're focusing on their own shit. Like, some guys like LeBron, like, are watching League Pass every night. Some dudes are like, ah, I'm not trying to watch basketball, and they say that openly. So I think it's, I think, yes, like, you and I are both right. Devin Booker 100% deserved to be in over Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis just not having as big of an impact this year. They're somehow, even though I think it's a fluke, better defensively with him off the floor, which makes no sense, but I think that's a fluky number. But still, um, he's missed a bunch of games, so he, Devin Booker's finally winning, putting together a good season. I think the thing that hurt Devin Booker mainly, and again, I agree he should have been in over Anthony Davis, is Chris Paul getting in, and Chris Paul rightfully deserving to be in before him. Um, and them winning this year, and Chris Paul being his first year there, Chris Paul winning everywhere. So I'm assuming that hurt him a little bit, and his numbers have taken a little step back. But again, I agree. He absolutely deserved to be in over Anthony Davis, and probably will be in when Anthony Davis is ruled not able to play. Yeah, which is, I'm, I'm not going to like that at all. It's going to be, that's going to be annoying for me to have to see because it's like, man, if if that was going to be the case, you probably knew that if you're the NBA. Like, how close were those two in votes? Like, I mean. Probably very close. They might have to put in a big, though. I don't know exactly how it works. I don't know if they could qualify Devin Booker as a small forward, even though he's 100% a shooting guard. But, like, if they have to put in a big, I don't even know who it would be, honestly. I'm sure there's some obvious names that I'm not thinking of. Like, Christian Wood, he was hurt a good bit. I don't even know who, like, the next, like, forward in the West would be that wasn't ruled in. I'm sure there's an obvious name I'm missing, but. Yeah. Uh, I'd agree. That's. I I thought the reserves was a little bit different than the starters, but. We'll see. I mean, the, just, vote, just the voting's me. different. The starters are more heavily influenced by fan votes. The reserves have only 
25% counted in fan vote and more counting towards staff and players. But yeah, I, th- I think the name, the name brand of AD, the Lakers brand and everything just kind of got him in, even though Devin Booker deserved over him. Yeah. Let's get into East a little bit. Cause I think that there's some interesting conversations. So yeah. you got, you got Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum as a lock. I think it's crazy to have two Celtics in there right now. I also think Ben Simmons being in there, and I get his numbers. Duke said, what, 16, 8, and 8. He's probably one of the best, if not the best, guard perimeter defenders, and he can obviously guard in the post. Like, he might be the best defender right now in the game. So I'll give him that. But I do think it's kind of a, a funny joke where it's like, bro, you're you're putting the dude in the all-star game because he's a great defender, and it's like, bro, how much defense is he going to be playing? I think it's kind of funny. Um, I would definitely argue... And I think you made a valid point for Fred Van Vliet. I would argue that a Raptor not being on the All-Star team right now is absolutely crazy. Sabonis and a Pacer, in my opinion, which the only one would be Sabonis. I saw he put up 82 DraftKings points last night, like or the night before, like yeah. 36 and 18. Bro, the only reason the Pacers are there in the playoff picture is because of Sabonis. He's an All-Star. Fred Van Vliet, I think, is an All-Star. And I would argue Tobias Harris over Ben Simmons if you're going to put in two Sixers. I think Tobias Harris is having a better season than Ben Simmons. I thought Ben Simmons honestly missed more games. I honestly thought Jason Tatum missed more games than what you guys are telling me is five. But I do think that kind of matters even in what they played, like, what, 25 games? It's kind of like my thing with Harden. It kind of sounds crazy, but did he play, like, 40% of his games already in the West? Like, how many games did he play for the Rockets? And I get he's an all-star, but, like, He's an all-star in the East, takes up a spot. So, I don't know. I just think in the East, it's more glaring right here on my take where these guys that are in there are just name-brand guys that everyone knows and thinks is the best in the sport, which, yeah, they probably are in any given season. But some of these other guys are having way better seasons just right now, 25 games into this NBA season, than a couple of these guys I have in the team in the Eastern Conference. What do you think, Rich? There's no way I can put Tobias Harris in over Ben Simmons. I like I like Tobias Harris. I really do. I think he's a good player for the 76ers. Don't think he was being utilized well the last few years. It's looked better this year, but like Ben Simmons, as we said, is like probably you could argue he's the best because he can guard any position. But like to me, probably like the second best defender in the league right now behind Rudy Gobert, and he's just having a great year. Like he's average. Duke said it. You said it. He's averaging 16, 8, and 7 right now, which is like really good counting stats. He's, average, he's a little bit better percentages than um, Tobias Harris. The obvious thing is, like, you're right. He's not the <laughs> – he's probably a terrible player to have in an all-star game in terms of, like, his best assets are, like, playmaking, not a huge part of the all-star game. Defense, not a huge part of the all-star game. Like, I get it. The same could be said for, like, Vucevic and Sabonis. Like, not the most exciting all-star players, but I'm not going to say they don't deserve to go just because they're not exciting players. Like, I think Ben Simmons is absolutely – I'll put it this way. Ben Simmons is – absolutely a more crucial part to the 76ers than uh Tobias Harris is I think I'm not arguing I think Vucevic I think Vucevic deserves to be an all-star but I'm asking you straight up I'm asking you straight up Ben Simmons Jason Tatum Jalen Brown I'd argue and Duke was saying he got Jason Tatum over Jalen Brown I'd argue Jalen Brown was having a better season than Jason Tatum up before this past week where it's like the recency bias Jason Tatum has been going off this past week so, like, everyone's saying, like, oh, Jason Tatum's, like, this yeah. star elite player. Like, of course he's probably going to be an all-star if he's going off. But to start this season, bro, he was not doing great, in my opinion. And it's just, I don't know. I try and look at the whole season. 
And it, it's easier to do right now when we're only looking at less games before an All-Star season, or I mean an All-Star game, than ever before, right? Yeah, I'd say the difference is, Jason, I don't care too much if there's two guys on the same team making it, no matter how good or bad the team is. Like, especially in the Celtics case, where I believe those two guys account for, like, all the team's success. Like, I think Jalen Brown, maybe all in all, has been better the whole year. But, like, yeah, like you said, the last seven to ten days, Jason Tatum's been significantly better and looking like the Jason Tatum. Yeah, yeah. Just looking at, I just pulled up Jason Tatum's numbers. Averaging 26, 7, and 5 right now. Played 26 games. He's played three less games than Tobias Harris, but like substantially better numbers, averaging like six more points a game. Like I can't, I know the Sixers are number one, and like I think there is an argument to be made. If you're like the number one seed, you deserve one or two guys to make the All Star game. But like I just don't think Jason or Tobias Harris is having a better season than Jalen Brown or Jason Tatum. So I think I think there's an argument there, but like I don't know. And at the end of the day, this like we were saying, the star players' names are usually going to prevail. Like it's Tobias Harris has got to be having a crazy season to make an All Star game, even if it's a year where he deserves it more than some other people. Like he's just the third biggest name on his team at the end of the day. True. And I guess the only other names we're leaving out of the discussion of snubbed All Stars would be Trey Young, Mike Conley, Jeremy Grant. I mean. Uh- Malcolm Brogdon. Yeah, like, so, I mean, there's some other guys in the conversations for sure, but definitely some good debates to be. I really, de- I really thought Sabonis was, uh, it's tough. I guess Booker was the biggest snub, mainly because I think just Anthony Davis didn't deserve to be in. But, like, I think Sabonis, if this makes sense, Sabonis's play more than Booker's play made me feel like he should be in the All-Star game. The Booker one's just more ridiculous because he so clearly deserved it over Anthony Davis. Yeah, but, like, I, I think... If it makes sense, Sabonis deserved to be in the game even more. Yeah, I agree. I agree on that take. Uh, I do want to get in this. I've been doing my my best work, Rich, late night because I've been falling asleep at random hours, not playing as much fucking video games as much. Boosh is probably real mad at me. It's two nights in a row. He's hit me up to play at like 840 and I was already passed out. But to be fair, the night before I was napping because I wanted to get up and watch the Lakers game against the Wizards. Shout out to my Wiz, which by the way, they got fucked by that. Double back to back in back to back nights, Lakers Clippers. Like that sucks. On a f- five game win streak, trying to climb back up, you have to do that. That's fucked by the NBA schedule right now. But the Wizards did beat the Lakers in overtime. LeBron playing crazy minutes. Listen to this stat, Rich. He's the third highest minutes in NBA right now, behind I believe it's Julius Randle and Fred Van Vliet. But LeBron James has only led. A calendar month in the NBA in minutes. One time. You want to know the last time that was? He's doing it currently this month of February with the Lakers. The last time he did it was 2006. He was 21 years old. He hasn't led a calendar month in minutes in the NBA since then. He's doing it currently right now. And there's a lot of talk about his managed minutes. LeBron coming back and firing back. Like, bro... I'm not trying to get managed minutes. I hear a lot of this stuff, and I I respect it from LeBron James. But at the same time, I do worry when I hear some of these takes on, bro, 71 days off, coming off an NBA championship, what he did in the bubble, trying to do it now without Anthony Davis and Dennis Schroeder. I mean, you can only do so much. What's gonna be yeah. the What's gonna be the goal here? Get to the NBA championship or try and win an MVP and keep the Lakers in the standings? It'll be tough to see, and it'll be interesting to see if the Lakers make any moves. But I'm curious, 
Do you think LeBron is playing too many minutes? He needs to get rested a little more, shut down a little more by Frank Vogel. Or is LeBron saying, hey, man, I'm in control here. I'm good to go. I'm trying to play the minutes. I do think Duke has a really good point, though. I'm watching that game live the other night. Bro, he's missing shots. Short, side rim. Uh, Not only him, the entire team was fatigued. LeBron, definitely fatigued, though, putting his team on his back, playing 40-plus minutes in the past four games. Yeah. It's just... I don't know. I can see both sides to it. Like, yeah, you could see he's kind of tired. You could see he's playing too much. He's getting up there in age. The flip side is, like, the dude knows his body better than, like, anyone in sports. Like, the dude doesn't get hurt, like, takes really good care of himself. Like, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt, like, keeping himself from getting hurt, something like that, even though freak injuries happen. But I guess my t- my guess my point is, bro, we've seen this a little bit before with, like, and I guess the take I heard the other day was, like, we saw Kobe. He played, like, seven straight games of 40-plus minutes, and boom, his Achilles went. Like, we saw Anthony Davis try and rush back and or I mean or uh Kate you know we see injuries that where it's like damn you don't you think that if nothing's ever going to happen it's pushing the envelope with these minutes potentially more concerning to have something to happen we saw LeBron with his first year with the Lakers get run out by his first ever really injury in the league like I said the only difference between that and this could be nothing but like Kobe Kobe and LeBron both warriors, but in different ways. Like, Kobe was viewed as, like, a mental warrior. Like, he would just, like, push, push, and push, and eventually, like, your body can't push like that. Like, LeBron is, like, a physical warrior. Like, we've never seen anybody able to do the stuff he does. He takes such good care of his body. So, like, again, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt that he's not going to have an injury like that. But but at the end of the day, like, they need him healthy come the playoffs. I will say the flip argument to that is they're only four and a half games out of the seven seed right now. Like, they can't be being in a seven or eight seed. If you don't have Anthony Davis or something like that, you could, they don't want to be getting bounced in the play-in tournament or something like that, which is which is possible. And, like, granted, I think this is a little bit of, like, what we were doing to, like, the Nets and overreacting a little bit at first and what everyone was doing to the Nets and overreacting at first. Cause it's, like, it's not that he doesn't have Anthony Davis. He doesn't have Dennis Smith or, geez, Dennis Smith Jr., Dennis Schroeder, who are, like, yeah. very clearly the second and third best player offensive players on that team. So, like, literally teams are just looking at LeBron like, what are you going to do? Like, <laughs> I, yeah, you're LeBron James, but, like, you you have no one to set up to. Like, it's one on five right now. Just real, just real quick, because uh, I saw that the Rockets guaranteed Boogie Cousins his, his contract. It was, like, two, three mil. I had it in. Yeah, 2.3 mil, I had it in my uh, read, and then he got waived. Uh, you said, hey, Cousins is definitely going to L.A. Did you mean the Clippers or the Lakers? I meant the Lakers because they, um, they waived him last year, but then let him stay with the team and I think gave him like some sort of pay or something. Oh, yeah, because he got hurt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Run all last year. Yeah. But like wasn't even on the roster. That's not something that happens, especially for a guy that was signed like at the start of the year. Like, that's something you do if it's, like, a Clay Thompson. Like, obviously, they didn't wave Clay Thompson, but it's like, yo, this is a key part of our team. Like, no NBA team usually, like, waves a guy, and then it's like, nah, come with us still. Like, we just need the roster spot, but, like, you're still with us. Like, that's a it's a pretty nice thing to do. I'm pretty sure he got a ring out of it, too, which is, like, he wasn't even on the roster, so I don't totally understand that. But I'd imagine if any team has a shot at signing him above other teams, it's the Lakers, and they need it right now. Like, I don't think DeMarcus Cousins is a key-changing piece, but, like, their front court's pretty weak. It's still going to be weak defensively with Montrez Harrell and DeMarcus Cousins. Like, neither can really defend, but, like, I think the Lakers can take anything they can get right now to help LeBron until AD and Shorter are back. Yeah, I want to touch on that game, though, that Wizards-Lakers game, because I was watching it, and 
Uh, Dukes was like, Dukes was like, bro, that was the worst I've ever seen LeBron play in a game. Like these pat, and I'll be honest, bro, he was like, he was two of ten, oh five, missing free throw. Like he's not great from the free throw, but like not good. And to me, the bigger story here, and I know the Wizards got clipped on back to back, which I I hated that. I like my brother is giving me shit. Oh, and I was like, bro, I wonder if Russ gonna be play back. He did. They didn't win, but like, damn, bro, having to play Lakers Clippers back to back with a guy like Ross and. I, I don't know. It's just like you got to respect though what Russ is doing because they were on a five game win streak all with Russ, and he they go out and they beat the Lakers and the Wizards are kind of trying to fight back up into a spot where at least they can be in a play-in with Russ nearly going for a triple double thirty two fourteen and nine Beal having a tough game and it's thirty three points seven and six so it's like I think people are like a little bit tough on the Wizards because of how it started but I just want to remind everybody how it started was. Denny Avdia wasn't playing their rookie star guy that they took first round because of COVID. A lot of dudes are out because of COVID. Bertans was hurt. Like, dude. Scott Brooks should also be fired. He's an awful coach. Like, Denny Avdia is a very good player, and he literally just sits in the corner the entire game. Like, his skill set, like, not that I watch a lot of him, but I've seen a lot of film, like, heard people talk about him enough now. Like, his skill set was having the ball in his hand. and do, Like, not like a... Not like a Luca, like Denny Abbey is not Luca, but like having the ball in his hands and doing some crazy shit with it, like setting people up. Like, not nah, he's not going to do it at an NBA level like that, but like you're not using him while sitting him in the corner. Like, I don't think Scott Brooks is ever a good coach. I think you give another coach that Thunder team and they're going a lot further. I think you give another coach this Wizards team, they're looking a lot better. Like, I know I'm a Knicks homer, kind of just being a Knicks fan, but like, and I wasn't the biggest fan of the Tom Thibodeau hire to start, but it's pretty clear the difference a good coach can make on a team versus the bad coach can make on a team. The Knicks don't have a lot of different pieces than last year. You put a coach in that knows how to coach defense. Like, I think if you put a decent coach in the Sacramento Kings that could teach, they're the worst defense in the league right now all year. The Nets have been pretty bad since the trade, but the Kings are the worst defense in the league right now. If you give them a decent coach, I think they're a playoff team with like a 15th defense. Like, Luke Walton's just not a good coach. He got the job for playing with Kobe and having a good run as the Warriors assistant, which is where you and I could have had the Warriors go undefeated as the assistant. Yeah, I agree with you on that take, bro, but can, like, people stop disrespecting Russ? Like, can the can the Lakers broadcast crew not have a picture of Isaiah Thomas in there for Russell Westbrook? Like, do they even wear the same fucking number? Like, bro, what is the deal here? Like, it just always seems to be Russ, and if they lose, bro, he's the, he's the worst. He's a cancer. But if they're winning games and it's whatever, like, no no one's talking about it. And, like, I, I don't know. Like, it's tough for me. Like, yeah, maybe it does have to do with Scott Brooks and how they started out. But And Avia not having the ball as much and Tom, uh, Bryant going out with an ACL. But I don't know. Like, I, like, to me, it's like it's always Russ. He's held to this standard because of how nasty he was. And I still think he is a great NBA player. But nobody is going to stay the same person they were five years down the road. So why does everybody hold this man to this fucking stand? He's a great NBA player, dude. Like, come on. I don't just say this because he's my favorite player, but the best example for it is Melo. There are two guys who are incredibly good. Russ, obviously, probably, you know, MVP candidate, probably a little better in the all-time ranks, but, like, whatever, like, on that, like, all-NBA, like, near MVP or MVP tier that never got their teams, like, to a championship or to win it all. So they have all these fans, like you and I, that like really love and support them, which makes all these other people really hate and bash them. And they have this one reason to hold on to and hold it against them. And where it's it's stuff like LeBron got, but you can't really do it to LeBron because he validated himself so much now. And it's stuff that these guys get 
who are so good but never like completely validate themselves. Harden, Harden's gotten a lot of it. So it's a lot. It, Russ, Mellow, Harden fall a lot in that same mold of like guys who are incredibly good MVP caliber MVP players that never got there on their own. So like their fans are always going to loyally defend them, which makes people that hate them just hate them even more and cling on to that one reason. So yeah, Russ is Russ is a tough guy in that case where. I think I th- it'll, it'll literally go on forever until he hits the point Mello did because Mello doesn't get it anymore because Mello's not viewed as that guy because he bottomed out so bad and came back. Like, I literally don't think Russ will stop getting hate until it's like, oh, this guy's not even like an all-star capable player anymore. Like, nah, forget that. Like, Just... that, that he, he will get hate until that point because that's how it works. Whenever you're doing well, people are going to hate on you. He won't stop getting people to hate on him until he's literally not doing well. You know you're doing well if people still hate on you. Melo's doing okay, but Melo's not like at that peak anymore. So people are kind of like, "All right, Melo's cool." People aren't hating on Melo anymore. All right, la- uh, last topic of the day in terms of a timer, and then I just have a couple things to chop it up with you on on the way out. Yep. Um, so I told you about the the T Wolves firing Ryan Saunders, and then them hiring the Raptors assistant. You were like, "No, nah, I thought it was the guy on the bench." Well, it wasn't. And there's, like, a lot of controversy now, obviously, coming up with just the NBA in terms of, like, dudes getting skipped over and, obviously, uh, minority candidates and all the things that we hear about with the the sports. And, bro, I don't know. I don't know what it is about this one, but, like, this one's just weird to me, bro. Like, this one's just weird to me. Like, you literally fired a guy in, in less than, like, 10 hours later. You were you were having a guy up on the pr- like, you either knew this like I don't know this is just like this is a weird one for me. Um, I know you're like my NBA guy, so I need to just ask you from a sense like, what like they don't have a Rooney Rule like the NFL, which by the way the Rooney Rule in the NFL is dead, so it's not even a thing. But yeah. I mean, this can't be a good look for like at least the minority candidate i'm to- i'm told that was sitting on the bench like at least finish out the season right like that's normally what they let happen like that you, let, you this was just weird to me i don't know this is like a weird one i just wanted to at least get your your thoughts on it because i brought it up and like i didn't know if you even knew and then like i've been seeing more and obviously more talk about it and i'm like yeah this one just is really weird and like who is this guy and i get it like he's coming out of nick nurse or with out from nick nurse and he's obviously been incredible so I think everybody deserves a shot. I'm not saying people don't deserve chances. And I do think it is kind of annoying to, if a person gets a chance and they're not a minority candidate, that it's the, everybody's fucking like, you know, race. It's, it's kind of bullshit for me in a sense, because I do think people need chances, but I do look at the, some of these and particularly this one. I'm like, yo, what is the deal here? Like you couldn't let the guy on the bench just finish out. He's been with a team. Uh, just like a little bit weird. What's going on with the T-Wolves. Yeah, I was just trying to look it up while you're talking because I don't know the numbers. And, and to be honest, I haven't looked into this a whole bunch, but I don't think the NFL has a problem like that, at least at the coaching level, maybe at the front office level like the NFL does. Like, I'm just trying to think through head coaches in my head right now. Like, maybe, maybe like a little bit more than 50% white. So, like, I, I don't know it off the top of my head, so I won't say anything. But there are a lot of black coaches in the NBA, more so than the NFL and probably some other sports. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, um. It's tough because I don't I don't know a whole lot about the Timberwolves assistant or the Raptors assistant, but you look at it and it's I don't know. Like I'm not gonna accuse them of not wanting to hire a black coach. I guess that could be the case, who knows? But like 
it's tough to tell someone who they have to hire. Like I could see them looking at our assistant and being like, yeah, we don't think he's like a head coach caliber guy. Like look at our team. We suck. Granted, (laughs) there's a lot of time. There's a lot of times where a coach gets fired and the assistant coach does substantially better. When Fisdale got fired last year, Mike Miller for the Knicks wasn't like, oh my God, he's amazing. But it was like, okay, the team looks like they're actually playing a little harder right now. So like, yeah, it can help help to have the assistant there. I think it's weird because I can't think of an example Maybe I just don't know, but like I can't think of an example ever mid-season where a team's taken a coach from another team. Yeah, never. The, weird, the weirdest one I can remember is the Clippers traded for Doc Rivers in the offseason, which is like <laughs> I I didn't even know that was a thing. Like when that happened, I think they traded like a first-round pick or something for him. Maybe there was some other stuff in the trade. I was like, you couldn't do that. <laughs> but like that's the weirdest one I remember before this. But um, yeah, it's I don't know. I don't know too much about either guy, so I feel like I'm just speaking out my ass if I'm like, oh, they definitely should have hired the guy, their guy, their assistant or the guy from the Raptors. But I will say like the Raptors have a much better system than the Timberwolves. If I was a GM, like a new GM of the Timberwolves, I'd be like, mm, let's bring someone in from the Raptors rather than the guy that's been sitting on the Timberwolves bench for the last few years. And like, I, again, that's me saying that not knowing anything about the guy. Maybe he's an amazing coach. Maybe he deserve, did deserve the opportunity. But just on the surface level, I can see wanting someone from a more well-run organization considering you've been like a bottom two organization the last 20 years yeah true true good point um definitely a good point there uh i do think it just brings up some interesting conversations all right we had 30 seconds to the bell but i'm stopping it let's chop it up on the way out i had a couple things to ask you um one of them was just wanted to give you a quick julius randall makes the all-star game nick's playing pretty good i mean just as a fan man you gotta be at least like more positive vibe i guess is what i'm saying you know you can't be as down about your team as you once were um i think you having an all-star player is obviously great and then you guys being in the playoff hunt is great and heading into this season i don't i think you thought that was crazy and the fact that uh it's happening i think it's just a great look for knicks fans all around so just wanted to ask you about that real quick i think Knicks fans, even though they've been very negative and for good reason over the past, it's it's not hard to be optimistic as a Knicks fan. Like, all you're really looking for the last few years is some hope. Like, not even like, oh, we need to make the playoffs this year. Like, that wasn't even my thought this year. Like, I would have been happy just seeing, like, R.J. Barrett have a great year and us not make the playoffs or something like that. And I think that's how a lot of Knicks fans are at this point. Like, just show us we're going in the right direction. And this is even more in the right direction than I ever could have imagined. So, like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not upset about it or – nothing to be upset about at all i don't care like there's no shot they're getting out of the first round in my opinion this year that would be like some kind of miracle I'll, honestly i'll be impressed if they even make it out of the play tournament i'm just assuming even though right now i think they're in like that seven or eight spot i don't know if the standings up in front of me um i'm just assuming they're going to be in that play in tournament and that's going to be tough to get out of it's going to be a lot of even teams in there if the knicks make it into the playoffs as a seven or eight seed and make it out of that play in tournament or somehow are above the play in tournament I'd say that's an extremely successful season no matter what happens after that. Yeah, agreed. Um, So I was real hard on Luka. They started for their first 23 games, 9-14. and Offensive efficiency, which they were incredible last year, was only a 109.8, and they were not shooting great from the field, 53%. Their past six, 5-1, 1, 123.1, 60% from the field, shooting better, Playing a little bit more defense. Luka had another setback 
game. They're basically the same one that I saw in the bubble. Yeah, um, wow. Just incredible. Literally the same exact shot. Like, bro, you're not going to – like, he went to the same exact spot, like Chewy's spot. He w- We X'd out Chewy's spot for 2K. That's where uh, that's where Doncic hits his shots from. Um, so, just real quick, a uh, little bit more faith now in the Mavs being what we thought they were, even though Chris Stapps reportedly trade rumors, which I – Read into that a little bit as uh, trying to get him to play a little bit better with what we saw out of him last year and what we're trying to get and see from him this year. But it is interesting to see those rumors. Um, But Luka playing way better, maybe climbing up in the MVP rankings a little bit, uh, particularly with Chris Stapps not playing great and them climbing up in the standings, in my opinion, after being the perennial favorite heading into this season and definitely underperforming. Uh, You agree with any of that? Um, I think Luca's gonna like. I thought he was. He wasn't gonna stay that low. Like we both had him like outside of our top five, like by a pretty good bit, like probably around that like seven to eleven range for a little bit. So I didn't think that was gonna hold. He was everyone's consensus pick to like be the MVP this year. And while it doesn't look like that's gonna happen, I guess it's possible. He has the numbers if he turns the team around enough, but it doesn't really look like that's gonna happen. Um. I still think he's going to climb up even higher. I think the Mavericks will be better. I think it's a dis- – even still, even though they're down there a little bit right now, where are they? I got the standings up. The Mavericks are – yeah, the Mavericks are in the nine spot right now. I think it's a disappointing season for the Mavericks if they have to play in the, that play in tournament, even if they make it out of it. Like, the team's just better than that. But they're only they're only a game and a half out of fifth right now, even though they're in uh, – or excuse me, two and a half games out of fifth right now, even though they're ninth in the standings. So I think they'll climb their way back up. They have teams like the Nuggets, Trailblazers, Spurs ahead of them, where you could argue they're better than all those teams, especially with some of the injuries the Spurs, Trailblazers, Nuggets have all had. So yeah, I think they'll I think they'll climb their way back up a little bit more. And if I I would predict they're not even playing in the play-in tournament, to be honest with you. That's seven, eight, nine, ten. They're playing the play-in right now. They're nine, but I think they get back into those top six. I would think, but. A lot of that depends on if they trade Porzingis. We had a little conversation about a week ago about who won that trade. I mean, yeah, I've seen a few stuff going around. Of obviously, this means nothing. He could get traded for anything, but just sort of like potential like packages for him. And I'll say if he goes for what any of those packages are, the Knicks definitely won that trade. It's <laughs> yeah, going for way, it's going for way less than the Knicks trade him for because he's got such a big contract now. That's yeah. why the Knicks didn't want to keep him. You sign him to that contract and he's great, then like perfect. You have some something to build your team around. He's anything less than great and injured, and you have just a huge hit to your salary that you can't do anything with and you have to offload. And I don't think it's gotten quite to that point. Like he could still be a great player, but and I think there are teams that would trade for him. It's not like an Andre Drummond or Blake Griffin team. There are plenty of teams that would trade for Chris Porzingis, but his value's not as high as it was a few years ago just because he can't seem to stay on the court. Yeah, I agree. Um so all right, I got a couple of funny ones here on the way out. Um, right. Mello was cooking last night too, by the way. Were you seeing that? Did they win? Nah, they lost. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, oh yeah, quarter. I was. Oh yeah, I was watching that against Jamal Murray. He was having a horrible game on his birthday, and then just started flaming. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, Mello had sixteen yeah. in the second quarter. Yeah, I was watching that. Um, yeah, he's been playing really well. Uh, yeah. Blazers. What are they lose three though? I think they're on a. Lose I three. Two in, I thought it was two in a row, but it might be three. Uh, yeah, you're right. Lost three in a row. Lost three. Lakers on a loss three. Uh, Wizard or Nuggets are I think are on a win four. Jokic nah, getting up there in the one one. Oh, one one. Yeah. 
Oh, true. They must, okay. they must have had one loss in there. Okay. They, they probably had a few wins, a loss, and now one win. Yeah. Yeah, the biggest winning streak, right? <laughs> biggest losing streaks right now are the Kings and Rockets are both on eight-game losing yeah. streaks, which is brutal. The Kings had a little nice run, too, and now fell apart again. Yeah. Biggest win streak is that Nets with seven now. Yeah. Um, yeah, the power Wizards rankings look- got the Nets as the two right now, right behind the Jazz. Yeah, the, the Wizards and Raptors both lost, who are the next highest, too. So after that, it's like, Bucks and Heat each have three wins in a row now. Yeah, that's tough to see what's going on in Houston. Uh, they're not like I predicted them not to make the playoffs. They ain't even gonna be close. Um, they, I mean, they just fell apart without Christian Wood. Like he is so clearly the best basketball yeah, true. player on that team. True. It's not even close. Yeah, it's very true. That's that was a tough loss. Um, not that they're doing anything with him. And also, what's crazy to me is I thought Bam Adebayo had missed a bunch of games. I just looked and he's played in twenty nine games this year, which is all but two of the Heat's games, he might be one of the bigger busts for not making the All-Star game. Granted, the Heat aren't playing that well, but, like, he's a good defender, averaging 20-10 and 10 this year, 20-10-5. and 5. Like, uh, I mean, I don't know. Maybe, maybe not as big as Sabonis. I those things think Sabonis deserved a little more, but his name deserved to be mentioned at least. Yeah, I did see you say that. I didn't – I was like, yeah, Jimmy Butler missed a ton of games, but I don't think Bam did. Um, I thought they – I knew Jimmy had missed more. I thought Bam did, but – I, well, I was clearly wrong about that. Yeah. All right. So I just need to know real quick a couple things. One, um, I'm not really a big Taco Bell guy. Are you? No, not really. Not at all, actually. Yeah, I'm not either. I got food poisoning from there once back. A uh, really funny story back in the day. But uh, I'll, I'd, I'd eat it if I was forced to. But Taco Bell is coming out with a chicken sandwich. Rich, I, I just need that. to know real quick. Are you going to try a chicken sandwich at Taco Bell? Because to me, that's fucking asking for food poisoning, which, by the way, I got at Taco Bell. I'll like, put what it to the you fuck this way. I've never been to Popeye's or Chick-fil-A in my entire life. That's if I was crazy. looking for a chicken sandwich, I'd check out one of those, too, before I went to Taco Bell. Please do. Please fucking do. <laughs> um, yeah, I thought that was wild. Also, I think this is wild, and I just need to know, because you're one of the guys that I talk to that's probably one of the smartest, probably one of the smartest people I know, to be honest, besides Carl, but I don't talk to him as much. Uh, <laughs> so... The whole thing that happened in Texas with the snow and stuff, obviously horrible, but I saw, yeah. like, some funny video of the, what, the One Minute Man? I don't even know what that guy's name is, but I like watching some of his videos. They're oh, funny. Oh, the Barstool thing? Yeah. yeah. and uh, talking about how the people in Texas think the snow is a conspiracy, how they were putting snow in the microwave and it was sparking. I don't know if you watched this video. I was watching it. I'm like, bro, what? So... I'm like, I'm thinking to myself, bro, like what? So I put, I'm like, if they're trying to burn snow, it turns black. I'm like, bro, what is going on here? This is some crazy shit. So they're like, I'm watching the video. It's like an eight minute video. And it just had me think like, bro, like there's such so much snow outside. I'm about to just go try this myself. Like what the fuck is going on? Like, I've never thought like, it's just like a dumb thing to do. Like putting snow in the microwave, probably not smart. Like I don't want to break my microwave, but I took a little bit to try it, bro. It fucking melts. And when you put fucking flame to snow, yeah, it does change a little bit of a color, but it it still melts after a little while. Like, yeah. bro, these whole people thinking snow is a conspiracy yeah. in Texas, and I got family that lives I out didn't... there. That is not a real thing, bro. Come on now. I didn't even know that. I saw the video of the girl, like, putting uh the lighter to the snow and it turning black and i was just kind of like yeah bro they put snow in the microwave in texas and it started sparking and going crazy so i'm thinking to myself bro they either put something in a microwave that wasn't supposed to 
because I put snow in my microwave. A little bit scared because I'm like, bro, I don't want my shit to start sparking and going crazy. Bro, nothing happens. It's just water. Nothing happens. Water, it just yeah. melts. Like, it doesn't melt yeah. at a prodigious rate. It definitely doesn't spark. It definitely doesn't fucking spark. I'll tell you that. So I don't know what these dudes got there in their snow or in their microwaves, but... Yeah, I just needed to clean that up real quick. Yeah, I can't, can't say I understand that. I've never put snow in the microwave, but I put water in it, and it definitely melts. Or yeah. it definitely doesn't spark at me. <laughs> yeah, for real. All right, that's all I had. Just some funny ones. Uh, Aaron Rodgers doing Jeopardy for 10, 10 hosts or 10 episodes. Yeah, I saw that. I watched Jeopardy with my neighbors right before they left, right before – the tragic Trebek uh, shit there, and uh, I haven't watched it since. Like, I'm not really a big Rogers fan, but I don't know. You gonna watch Rogers on Jeopardy? I haven't. I haven't watched it since I was like a kid. Like my parents would have it on. I haven't watched it in a long time, but it was fun. The song, like, literally just hearing the Jeopardy song brings back memories. So, like, I'll, I'll give it a watch. Sure, I don't know. Yeah, he's just tough because it's like at least with like shows like Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, like you maybe know like the first few questions or something like that. Jeopardy. Like, oh yeah. Oh. I don't know. What, I don't what know is any. it like thirty questions, six by five or something, five by five, twenty five questions? Like you're, I'm lucky if I know like two of the answers to them. Yeah, I know <laughs> absolutely zero. My neighbor knows like twenty of the thirty. It's crazy. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'll probably check it out though to see because he yeah, also announced that he got engaged, so maybe he's gonna have some nice perky personality going on with there my guy a rod <laughs> dude he's he's been bad like I, you watch the pat mcafee show sometimes right he's really good on there yeah pat mcafee show is wild by the way like absolutely watch it all the time absolutely wild around, so. like i just see like a lot of clips on it bro it is it is pretty epic and i, 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 I do like i do like regular. watching like stuff like that because that's kind of like what we do in a way and then finally yeah. to get you out of here I need to know if you're going to watch this because I heard this as well. Barack Obama and I think Bruce Springsteen. You're going to have to you're going to have to check me on this. I don't. They're starting a podcast. Barack Obama and Bruce Springsteen are starting a podcast. Rich, you're kind of a podcast guy since you've been doing mine for a minute. I'm curious if you're going to check out Barack Obama's podcast. Yeah, you're right. I see it. Barack Obama and Bruce Springsteen. Yeah, I mean, sure. I don't know. You can. I feel like you'll have you some. I feel like you'll have some very motiva- motivational shit on there, which yeah. I, I'll probably need some of that. So I'll check it out. But like, bro, they what are they? I was just like listening to like Jalen and Jacoby talking about it, and they're. It's like, yeah, bro. What do you want to talk about today? Oh, I don't know, man. What do you want to like? Just like, what are they like? Yeah. Like, I don't know. They're just gonna just be chatting it up. Like, I don't know. It'll probably be funny, oh, they'll, and they'll, they'll have the they'll most have views. They'll sure. drop a podcast and have the most views, probably like right away. Like, so much yeah, for getting for views sure. and follows, like instantly from zero to a hundred, real quick. <laughs> Motherfuckers. Yeah, I mean, you can you can believe whatever you want politics wise, but I just think he's like a. You know, if you don't like him, you don't like him. I just think he's like a good, like... Oh, yeah. I don't think they'll be nice, on there nice, talking mad nice, politics. No, no, I know. It's not going to be about that. But I'm just saying, like, him in general, like, you can believe what you want. But he's just like a, I don't know, seems like an overall, like, nice dude. Yeah, yeah. best for people. So, like, yeah, I'll, I'll give it a listen. Sure, I doubt it's something I listen to all the time. There's, honestly, zero sport, non-sports podcast that I listen to. But, sure, I'll give it a listen. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I'm going to have to check it out just to see. I, I'm kind of just curious to see what it's about. Like, yeah, Bruce Springsteen, like, that's just such a random dude to be doing a podcast with Barack Obama. Like, all right. Like, yeah. 
Yeah, sure they're boys. Yeah, I can't say. Yeah, I have no idea. <laughs> All right, brother. Good good chatting with you. Hope, I'm I'm trying to get Shu back here tomorrow. I haven't talked to him forever, so hopefully I'll get him back. And then, I don't know, hopefully we'll catch up after a few more days of NBA. And actually, now that I think about it, tomorrow it'll be 10 days from the, the break. So it'll be coming up on us real quick. So Yeah, well. Got some good games tonight. Lakers, Jazz. That might be just an absolute blowout. But hopefully- By the way, and this always happens and you leave and I get pissed. Bro, shout out your dude on the Nuggets, bro. He is balling. He is Frank a baller. Gaspazzo. Oh, He's man. Awesome. I took him in the late window of DraftKings last night, and he won me $1.50. Love it. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, Capazzo, bro. Deadass. Balling. He's a baller. I love his I love his dish that you showed me last night. That was that was incredible. He has he has some great plays this year. And by the way, I went and looked at him. That's why I took him on DraftKings. Cuz like his 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 uh, you go look at like 20 game window on him. Bro, like the last 4 or 5 he's playing like 25 plus minutes. Before that, dude wasn't even seeing the court type of thing. It was like 6 7 yeah. minutes. Like, bro, let this guy play a little more. What are you doing? Also, I always call him Frank. I have no idea why. His actual name's Fukandu. People call him Faku, Faku Kampazo. I just started calling him Frank, and now it's his name. But, he's, yeah, he's awesome. Um, he's 29 years twenty nine years old, rookie. He reminds me of Pablo Prigioni for the Knicks a few years ago, even though he's better than that. He's better than that. Prigioni came over, and he was, like, 37 and played, like, two years. This dude's, like, 29 in his prime, but he's yeah. guilty. Like, they've had him out there. Like like you said, he wasn't even playing at first, and they he's gone from, like, not playing at first to – Granted, they've had some injuries, but they've been playing him like thirty minutes some nights. Yes, yeah. I mean twenty-nine year old rookie. So get him, in, get more, him in uh, there, get him in there. He's got to get be getting at least twenty minutes a game, bro. Michael think, Porter Jr. is a sell, just sell job, bro. I think he is an M. I'm looking right now, like an MVP of the two-time Euro League champ, three-time Spanish League champ, two-time Spanish Cup winner. <laughs> One mad stuff. Uh, yeah, bro, Capazzo is that guy. Two-time Spanish Cup MVP. I thought he had, was like a league MVP somewhere. He might have been. A uh, bunch of finals MVPs. Yeah. Like league finals. Yeah. Yeah, a bunch of finals MVPs. Maybe not any actual MVPs. But yeah, dude's a stud. Wikipedia career highlights page is, or section is just as long as LeBron James. Just it's all overseas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. Incredible. That's that's your new favorite player for sure. Oh, I I love him. Easily my favorite like bench guy in the. If NBA you ever right get now. if you ever get a P five, you should just make your character bra- based on Fukando Capazzo. Just like a straight playmaker five eleven guy and just not be good at two K. <laughs> He's a great guy in real life. Probably not a great two K guy. Yeah, true. <laughs> All right, brother. Peace. All right, peace, man. Always good catching up. Thanks. Yeah. All right, later. Richard. Yeah, normally I do my reads and stuff, but I'm going to save some of my... not sure how much time I have left for my monthly limit here, so I'll try and save some of that for hopefully Chew coming by tomorrow. Talk up on some MLB. Tati Steel. Mets. Sure, we'll have some stuff to get into for sure. Haven't seen him in a minute. Going to definitely give him some smoke when I see him. And, uh, yeah, other than that, obviously, this whole thing with Tiger Woods has got a lot of us bumming. NBA has been great. NFL, off-season activities, QB carousel. Reportedly this morning, Big Ben will be returning to the Steelers. 
Uh, be interesting to see how that works out with reports of Art Rooney saying he will be back. Um, just a few days removed from an ex-Steeler saying Ben may set the franchise back a year, two, or three. Interesting, the financials are still be determined for Big Ben Roethlisberger. Obviously going to have to redo his deal to play for the Steelers, but it is reporting or coming in that it is reportedly going to be Big Ben returning to the Berg to what Tudor Dwayne Haskins. Oh man. If you're a Steelers fan, you got to be hurting on this news. I got to be honest. Um That'll be interesting to see how that shakes out. I would have him as the fourth best QB in that division. Big Ben. Uh, maybe even the fifth, if you want to say Dwayne Haskins can potentially be anything. I mean, I just can't understand this. And we're still waiting to hear, obviously, about Drew Brees. And then there's obviously still the whole circulation of the rumors around Deshaun Watson reportedly making a few teams known as his destinations, including the Panthers, Jets, and Dolphins, I believe, were the report. And then you got... Jimmy G, Russell Wilson rumors. I don't think Aaron Rodgers is going anywhere. I doubt Russell Wilson's going anywhere. But a lot of people saying now the Colts' fourth best odds in the AFC, according to Fox and the FBS and Vegas, whatever. So that's going to be an interesting conversation to have. I'm waiting to hopefully have that with Dukes. Hopefully I'll be back around soon. That's all I have for the waves today, though. Appreciate all listening, as always. And as always, so I'm not sure what to say. The man with a nickname. Till next time, everybody. Peace and love. Stay safe out there. You listen to Seggy Station.